Welcome to episode 7 of the Canada Club. This is going to be a good one because I'm going to give you information that nobody else has had. And I'm going to confirm some stuff that has been floating around the rumor mill. And you know me, this is Canada. I love to share information that other people don't want out there. There is no other pinball podcast on planet Earth that does what I'm about to do and that is confirmed for you stuff that is happening in the pinball world that companies don't want you to know about. And I know that this week we talked about Lyman Sheets leaving Stern Pinball. We talked about Steve Ritchie going over to Jersey Jack. I'm going to talk a little bit about that on this episode, but you know my thoughts on all of that. I put up my public show yesterday, and so that's pretty much how I feel about those two things. But I'm going to tell you a new Stern game coming out, and I have confirmation what it is. I'm going to tell you what Lyman Sheets is working on, and I have confirmation what that is as well. And you're going to hear it first on this Canada Club episode. And I don't care if people who are not contributors are upset. I don't care if people who don't support the show are upset. This is what you get for being a special contributor to Canada's Pinball Podcast. And please, I do ask that you don't share this link. I make these episodes for all of you and each and every one of you listening right now. The reason you are listening is because you have shown more support than other people out there and you understand all the hard work that goes into making 600 plus pinball podcasts, especially in this industry in which there's not much news ever. So I'm glad I was able to entertain and entice you enough to contribute to the show. But before I share that information, I want to talk about some criticisms I've received this week. And I hear people calling me stuff like, I'm nasty for sharing information that should be held secret that I shouldn't spoil the news and the moments that these companies have, that I should simply wait on the sidelines like everybody else and let a pinball company have its moment in the spotlight. But here is my counterpoint to that. There is a little circle of good old boys, and they know who they are, who have all the information about what's coming out next with all of these companies. And you know who some of these people are, you know the personalities, you know who they are, and they know what's next. And even if they've signed NDAs, they share it amongst each other. And my whole feeling is this, I think it is BS that there is this good old boy little circle of trust in which all these people get to know what's next down the pipeline and you don't. Why do they get to know what the next future titles are and you don't? You know, when you're more informed about what's coming up, it helps you make wiser purchasing decisions. See, I don't think it's fair that this little circle gets to have all this information and make more educated decisions when it comes to new pinball machines, right? Because they might wait on a game because they know what the next few titles are. I don't think that's fair. Why doesn't everybody get to know what the release schedule is for these companies? Oh, they get to know? And because they're in with these companies and they're friends with these companies, they get to know. They get to be excited. They get to hold on to their wallets and their checkbook because they know what's coming down the pipeline. That's BS. I don't care if it spoils the plans because it's not really spoiling anything with these companies. Sales are through the roof. All of these new games. It doesn't matter if we talk about it on Canada's Pinball Podcast. It doesn't matter if Pinside is speculating about this stuff. The majority of pinball buyers are not listening to this show. 
the majority of pinball buyers are not on pin side. This is where people go who are the diehards. And the diehards want to buy everything, but I do believe the diehard enthusiasts also deserves to have more information than just the average amusement device purchaser. And that is why when I hear information and I get some credible sources on what's happening in the pinball world, I will share it with you. And even if that means I won't be friends with certain individuals in the pinball media, even if it means I won't be friends with people at these companies, I don't care. That's not why I'm doing this show. For me, I've always been about democratizing the information that is out there in the pinball world. And it is that little circle that gets so annoyed by Canada because they want to protect their friends in the industry. They want to protect the people that are feeding them the information that they get to act on. And I don't think that's right. I really don't. I really don't. If you're going to tell these 10 people what the next titles are, I don't even care if they're keeping it secret. Why do they get to know? Why do they get access to that information, okay? This isn't like these companies are publicly traded and if information gets out into the world, it's going to hurt the stock price or it's going to have some bottom line effect. There is absolutely no consequence to any of this information getting out. Everybody knows that. The only consequence to this information getting out is it somewhat spoils their reveal moment. It somewhat spoils the moment in which they pull back the curtain and say, it's this theme. And if you just know what a theme is or what's in the pipeline, so what? It's not like I'm sharing photos of these games. I could tell you that Jersey Jack Pinball is making the Matrix, and then what? what's going to be in the game. You're still going to be just as excited. You're still going to be so hyped for the game and they're still going to have their moment of reveal. What I won't do, if I get pictures of a game, I don't want to spoil what that game is. I didn't do it with Guns N' Roses and I wouldn't do it with anything else. Now, the only time I would sort of leak some photos here and there is if the company themselves put those photos out and gave those photos out to the media because they never give them to me. You know, Canada's always on the outside looking in, and that's always the position I want to have. And what yesterday showed once again is that the Canada haters that are always doubting what I'm saying, they're always trying to make it seem like I'm wrong most of the time. They're always trying to make it seem like I'm bad for pinball, that I'm a nasty human being, that I'm a narcissist. I get called all these names. I get called all these names, and everyone says how horrible I am. And I always respond, if I was that bad and I was so horrible for pinball, why am I the number one show? Why do most people listen to Canada's Pinball Podcast? Why is it on Pinside, a place I've been banned on for five years? Why are there thousands of mentions of my name throughout that page well after I was banned? So it's not Canada that's bad for pinball. Canada's bad for that good old boy little circle that loves to have all the information because I'm the one. See, I'm the one at the gates of the castle of those good old boys who want to hold on to all this information. I sneak in at night and then I'm the Robin Hood and I give it to the rest of you. So now all of you out there can have a more informed purchasing decision. And I believe that's the way it should be. Because even just knowing what the themes are, you still have no clue what the mechs are and what's in these games, okay? And you see how it is when I knew that it was Mandalorian. I get you all excited. We get all hyped for the game. It's fun. 
it's fun to have like two months of hyping up or a month of hyping up. I can't wait to see what's in Mandalorian. What's not fun is endlessly just trying to guess over and over and over what these themes are. You might as well tell people what it is and then start the hype train. You still haven't revealed the game. You haven't shown them the specs. People don't know what's in it. And that is what I will always do in the pinball hobby. All right. So enough about me. Let's talk about a few things, and I'm going to end this podcast with the two big news items that I want to confirm for you. But first, let's talk about this Steve Ritchie joining Jersey Jack Pinball. First and foremost, it is a head-scratcher. I don't think Pat and Steve Ritchie are really going to work out together. I don't. They're type A personalities. Who's in charge now, right? Because clearly, it's Pat Lawler's ship. I just don't think it's going to work out. I mean, you can see in the body language of Steve walking through the door with Jack and Pat off to the side. I mean, the whole thing is these are two type A personalities. They both want to run the ship and they both want to be the captain of the operation. And now you've got both of them together and that's going to be beneficial. I think they're both going to be tugging at the wheel. It's funny because I was thinking about it. So what's today like when Steve Ritchie walks into Jersey Jack Pinball? What does he actually do? My big fear is this. I know Eric Minier's already had it rough with Pat Lawler meddling with his designs. Now Eric Minier has to have Steve Ritchie also meddling with his designs. And you could argue that maybe they're making it better and helping Eric out. But that's not the stories I've heard from what Pat Lawler did with Guns N' Roses. He yanked stuff out of Eric's game. And if you could hear episode 500, I know I always hype it, but you would hear stories about how Pat Lawler wasn't exactly helpful for Eric Minier, and you'd also know the truth about how Pat Lawler is the reason why there are not triple spinning discs in Pirates of the Caribbean. They never want you to hear this stuff, but that's the truth. It's not beneficial to Eric to have the older guard looking over his shoulder and picking his stuff apart. I think Eric Minier knows exactly what he's doing, and I think Eric Minier needs to do stuff that impresses Eric Minier, not two senior pinball designers from yesteryears. And so what does Steve Ritchie do when he walks in on day two, right? Does he start designing a new game? Do they even have a third theme lined up for him? Guns N' Roses is done. Toy Story is done. I have to assume that Eric Minier's next theme has already been secured. I have to assume that Pat Lawler knows what he's working on after Toy Story. So then what do you give Steve Ritchie to do? It's a really weird move. It was a really weird video. And the entire thing just makes Jersey Jack Pinball look a little bit fatigued. It makes them look a little bit out. Here's something else that they did. And this whole thing was a little bit of a Trojan horse as well. Because this whole announcement came at the exact same time Jersey Jack Pinball announced its playfield policy moving forward. That it is going to allow Guns N' Roses owners who have issues to buy replacement playfields for $500, okay? I mean, isn't that kind of sketchy the way they dropped both of these announcements on top of each other? Clearly, they wanted to sort of deflect away from that playfield correspondence because if you look at it very literally, this company is giving people a chance who basically bought a defective playfield to pay money and get a new one. It's not going to be populated. They're going to sell it to you at cost, but it still sucks, right? You bought a game for this much money and something in it is defective. And instead of giving you a replacement for free, they are charging you money 
for it. On just a very surface level, that's not a great move. But I did say in an earlier show, maybe they should at least do that, and they're doing at least that. Now, here's the big question. How are we to believe that these play fields are going to be any better? That's my issue with this whole thing. It makes no sense. They're announcing in the summer of 2021 that the earliest you'll be able to get these replacement playfields for Guns N' Roses, they said it, will be the end of the production of GNR, which they are anticipating to be the summer of 2022. So let's break down this communication. At the same time you're announcing Steve Ritchie is joining your company, you're telling people that replacement playfields can be had a year from now. Not now, not six months from now, an entire year from now. Why would they announce this now? Why would they put this out there now? Because they're trying to put out this fire and they're trying to do it a little bit subversively underneath the Steve Ritchie announcement. But I don't really know who they're fooling with any of this because the big question mark still remains is are these playfields any better? None of the communication about this is saying we've fixed the problem. And this is the part that I just don't understand. So we're still just supposed to now buy new playfields and have absolutely no clue whether or not these new playfields are any better. Because you best believe it, it's still going to be Mirko making these playfields. The greatest news Jersey Jack Pinball could have released yesterday was that they've switched playfield manufacturers. That is not what we got. They got a new designer, which we didn't need, and they're going to let us buy additional playfields, which we don't know if they're any better or not. How are we supposed to get excited about either one of those news items? For Jersey Jack Pinball, I think this company needs to take a step back and think about this communication and think about how they're showcasing this company and think about how they're going to move forward with customer credibility and confidence because I don't think this is the way you go about it because they still haven't said one thing. We know there's a problem. They still haven't said, we're sorry, we're going to do something to fix it. And look, everybody would forgive them and move on and buy a new playfield if they could somehow prove to us that these playfields were better. So that's really going to be the interesting part. How are you going to prove to me that it's actually better? I don't know. This whole thing just sucks because if you have really bad chipped playfield, you have to swap them into the game. And so like, I just think that's not really a solution anyway. So, okay. So let me give you guys some new information and let's end this show with confirmation of something that has been in the rumor mill, but I'm here to confirm for you that it is happening and it is going to happen after Godzilla. Let me start with Stern Pinball. So I am happy to report on Canada's Pinball Podcast and give you confirmation that Keith Elwin's Godzilla is the next pinball machine coming from Stern Pinball. So I'm hearing that there will be two more Stern releases this year. There will be Godzilla and then another title most likely by December. And I'm here to confirm for you from my sources. Now, yes, this is still a rumor, but Canada is going to go on the record and I'm going to confirm for you that the game coming out after Godzilla will be John Borg's Rush Machine. That is right. He will be making Rush. I know this has been in the rumor mill, but I'm here to confirm it. Rush is happening with John Borg. I am also hearing that the band has recorded all of their callouts for the game. So if you are a Rush fan, which John Borg is a huge Rush fan, it is happening. It is no longer a mystery. It is not going to be Journey. It is not going to be Motley Crue. 
it is going to be Rush. Now, we know John Borg and Lyman Sheets are huge Rush fans. So, did Lyman Sheets help out with the code of Rush? I don't know. There might still be a possibility that they allowed him to work on this game. People forget that Lyman Sheets can just code a game in his basement. So he could easily have this game in his house and he could have been coding it all these months. And even though he's left stern, maybe this is something that he's also working on with his buddy John Borg. But you heard it here. Confirmation, it is going to be Rush Pinball. Personally, I'm not a big Rush fan, but this will probably play well within the pinball demographic. I'm not going to be ignorant and say Rush has no fans. And if you look at the pinball demographic and Rush demographic, there is amazing overlap. So Rush Pinball coming from Stern Pinball most likely this December. All right, now here's the real big news. And this is the game that I keep hearing is going to be the showstopper most likely of 2022, probably early 2022. I'm here to tell you that the big game that I keep hearing is going to be the one that is going to come out of nowhere and blow people away. I keep saying Chicago Gaming Company has three humongous things they are going to announce. Now, Cactus Canyon Remake is coming, and I wouldn't be surprised if Lyman Sheets gave some coding help on that game, right? He also coded games called Monster Bash, Medieval Madness, and Attack from Mars. So if you think about it, it makes perfect sense that Lyman Sheets would be the first phone call they would make to help out with Cactus Canyon, but that's not what I'm here to tell you right now. The game that Lyman Sheets is working on, the game that Lyman Sheets has been helping with, the big one, it's not Cactus Canyon. The big thing that's going to come out is that Lyman Sheets has partnered up with fame and historic pinball designer Mark Ritchie. Mark Ritchie and Lyman Sheets are working on a juggernaut themed game that is coming out sometime soon, probably 2022. And as far as what it is, your guess is not as good as mine, so my guess seems to be pretty damn good. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I think it's going to be this. I think Mark Ritchie and Lyman Sheets will be coming out with Pulp Fiction Pinball. I think that is going to be the title. Now, there's also a science fiction title that he is working on as well. So I think there are two major games in development, and if it's a sci-fi theme, that would be awesome as well. I wonder what it could be. So if Mark Ritchie and Lyman Sheets come out with Pulp Fiction and a sci-fi theme, you heard it here on Canada's Pinball Podcast, those are going to be my only two guesses. Is a science fiction theme and Pulp Fiction, I am not going to throw anything else into the ring. I know I got criticized a lot with the spooky guesses that I made like too many guesses, but you heard it here that Lyman Sheets and Mark Ritchie are working together. And here's the thing. If they are not working together, then go ask them and see what they say. I bet you don't get any of them to say it's not true. And I don't know why Ryan White is telling me that Lyman Sheets is not working at CGC because every single source that I reach out to is like, that is who Lyman is applying his talents to. I think Ryan's just trying to save this news and have that big moment of glory in which they announced that Lyman's efforts are on these games. But I'm here to tell you, I almost 100% believe we're going to see Lyman Sheets work on a Mark Ritchie pin and on CGC stuff moving forward. Everybody, this has been episode seven of the Canada Club. I just want to thank you once again for all of your support. 
I take a lot of arrows in the back. I've been called a lot of nasty things this week by people, and I don't really care, right? I know the people who are doing it, and they are the ones who think they're entitled to being the voice of pinball. They're the ones who think they're entitled to being the personalities and the face of this hobby, and they claim to love it more than anything, and they also lob on to me that I don't love pinball, that I'm not excited about pinball, that I'm not entertained by pinball. And it's just funny to me because if my show was so negative and I was such a bad person, why is this show the most listened to show? Why am I the one who's not hiding what my numbers are? I'm the one who's transparent. I'm the one who's telling you the stuff you should know about. And I don't care if this spoils some of these companies' plans because guess what? They're making so much money. They've taken so much of all of our money and we don't always get what we pay for. And this is our chance to take back something of value. Information in the pinball world is valuable. If you know what the next three titles are, that's valuable information to you. And you deserve to have that. I'm sorry. But protecting this stuff and keeping it secret just so a handful of people can make wiser decisions than you is not the way it should be. So unfortunately for all of these people, Canada does exist. And unfortunately for all these people, Canada is the Robin Hood of pinball information. I will steal from the rich and give to all of us poor people who have to beg and plead for this information because we're not part of that good old boys little circle club. And we're just pinball enthusiasts and fans who spend way too much time thinking and talking about pinball. And so thank you so much for contributing and supporting me and saying nice things about me because someone has to be liking this show if there's this many people listening. And look, you can you can talk about this information. I'm going to reveal it on my main show later this week, but you now know that Mark Ritchie and Lyman Sheets are working on a game, and that Rush Pinball by John Borg is coming out. And that is Canada Club Episode 7. Peace out, people. Smoke it.